Hi, uh, this is the Blackjack Apprenticeship Podcast, and with me I have a couple professional blackjack players. We've got Ben. Blackjack. And Colin. Yep. Yep, and my name is John, and in this edition of the Blackjack Apprenticeship Podcast, we're going to talk about finding good conditions in casinos. Before we do, uh, just plug the website. It's blackjackapprenticeship.com. There's tons of free training Check videos. Check it out. Get informed and learn how to card count, count with, cards. With me. You can see my face on there. Ben's face is all over that thing. And he's a pretty guy, so... Never seen math look so sexy. <laughs> so let's jump right into conditions. Um, first of all... Um, why is it important to even be thinking about the conditions in which you're playing? No two blackjack games are created equal. <laughs> the uh, the difference in game selection can change how much you can change a game from an unbeatable game to a mediocre game to a game that's worth five, six, seven times as much uh, per hour, all depending on a few variables that you might not know otherwise. And this is something that we had to uh, learn over time through reading all sorts of books and through our own experience and through computer simulations to find out all the variables that affect things. And there were things that you might not be thinking about. Colin, why don't you tell about penetration? Yeah, let me tell you about penetration. I would say probably the most valuable thing to look for in a blackjack game is the penetration. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> meaning, hold on, boys. Uh, <laughs> meaning how uh, deep they put the cut card in the shoe. So if they're dealing out, we'll say, six decks, and they deal five of six uh, decks before they shuffle again, that is um, a much better game than if That'd they... That'd be like a one-deck penetration, is that what you're talking That would mean they're cutting off one deck, yeah. Um or one deck of pen, as we uh, refer yeah. to it on the blackjack. Pen, penetration, same thing. Um, if they only deal four of six decks, that's worth um, that's worth about 50% less. And so just by finding either casinos or dealers that will de- uh, deal deeper into the shoe, you can uh, incredibly dramatically affect how much you're going to win from the game. And wh- why is that? Why would um, getting one more deck out of the shoe be so much valuable? Uh, it's going to do a couple things. One thing is, the closer you get towards the back of the shoe, um, you're going to get higher counts uh, per deck. So if you have, we'll say, a running 10, and there's five decks left, um, it's not very accurate that you're going to see those high cards right when you want to, but if there's only a deck left and you have a running 10, that means that in those last 52 cards, there's going to be an extra 10 high cards meaning there's just a much better chance that you're going to get the cards you're looking for. The other thing that happens is that um, the hands that you play become uh, more accurate as as opposed to when there's a whole bunch of cards left, there's a lot more variance in what kinds of hands you're going to see. Um, and then also just the actual variance in the... In, uh, in the uh, winning, winning and losing is going to go down pretty, pretty dramatically as you get towards the back of the shoe. Wow. We thought Ben made math look sexy. <laughs> so, um, so that's, yeah, that's an example of a condition that you wouldn't normally think about how deep the penetration is, and that's going to affect um, how much money you can make 
dramatically. What other what other type of things are like that? Well, there's lots of things. People don't realize that that all these rules that you just kind of don't even look at at the table all have an effect on the edge that the house has or that the player has, and therefore the the games that you should choose. So things like whether or not you can double down after you split, whether or not there's surrender, whether or not the dealer hits or stands a soft 17. Um, these are all factors that are important, um, just like penetration, which is actually the most important thing. A lot of people think that that's just a stupid side issue, or a lot of people took that for granted for years, but a lot of research has been done showing that that is like the most valuable thing. So those are all things... Um, the number of decks, whether it's eight decks, six decks, two decks, seven decks. So if you're saying penetration is probably the most important, what's some clever ways, or just good ways, they don't have to be clever, to get good penetration if you're not getting it? I'd say the first thing you do is you pay attention to the different dealers because, um, you know, a casino trains the dealers to cut it at a certain place, but everybody's eye is somewhat subjective, so you find someone that very consistently cuts cuts it uh, further to the back of the shoe. Then there's some other things you can do, like if you have a good repertoire with the with the dealers, you just ask for it. And there's clever rapport. Rapport. Repet- That's what I meant. Repertoire is that like a, a list of songs? <laughs> I, I have a little theory on on pen. All right, let's hear the pen theory. I think uh, fat people will give you better penetration. Take it out of context. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me explain that a little. Uh, it's not too deep, except for that, uh, I don't know. There's a certain people group that tends to be more lazy than others, and I've noticed that uh, the farther back they cut it, the less they have to shuffle it. So, uh, you know, so after, after, after playing blackjack for six years, it's just one of those things that you've, you've seen. <laughs> I, I did not say fat people flat are flat viewership just <laughs> totally disintegrated. Um, it, I think you do have <laughs> somewhat of a, of a point because kind of because whenever they are whenever they are uh, cutting it in a worse spot when they're giving worse pen, I always like to make a comment about how frequently they're going to have to be shuffling and how that's no fun for the player or for the dealer. And, and then they so, know you're a card counter right away because they're like, oh, he's looking for penetration. No, not bonuses. necessarily. They're, I mean, if they're if they're onto you, they're onto you. But they'd have to. Be you really could be smart. like, oh. My uncle died in 1952. That's my lucky number. Cut exactly 52 cards off. Yeah, you can try that. Uh, I'd say another thing to be looking for is how many players are at the table. Because when when you're playing blackjack, one of the number one factors is just how many rounds you're playing per hour. And it just has to do with productivity. And if you're sitting at a table with six other people, then they're going to be slowing the game down dramatically um and then the other thing they'll be doing stealing all your cards <laughs> i wouldn't say they're they're steal they're that's kind of the myth that they're stealing the good cards but but one thing is happening is that if there's a good count it's not going to last as long because it's spread out among seven players and it goes slow yeah even looking if the players are are faster or slower players i'm always paying attention to that if Someone's taken their sweet time. I'm going to find a better table. I was playing with uh, another guy in... Um, Whoa. <laughs> Blackjack in uh, somewhere in California. And, um, I was trying to clear tables out for him. So I would go into a table. And, um, of course, you know, sometimes I'd be trying to stall the table or whatever. But um, 
just being a moron, doing stupid things, you just acting stupid. <laughs> I, yeah, and that people would actually leave the table because they didn't want to be around me, I, which I, is fine because I'm just spotting. I was playing with one of our managers out in Indiana, and uh, some other Asian guy was behind him jumping in our positive shoe, and uh, the guy who I can't really mention his name because he uh, won't like you. it, but uh, was... <coughs> coughing all over the guy like right in his face and i think the guy liked it he didn't oh, he didn't leave didn't leave no he was uh he was uh like all over him just sneezing and wiping snot all over himself so and, and before you get to the snot wiping you could always just try to ask for a private table if you have good yeah or the easiest thing is is if you have two tables to choose from, one has one person at it, the other has four, pick the table with one person at it. Hmm. Did you learn that in Sesame Street? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the concept of heat as we wrap this up. Um, there's some casinos that uh, just are more on to card counters, and there's some that aren't. How do you know, how do you know when you're not wanted and... Um, and uh, how do you know when you are wanted? Well, on the topic of just game selection, I mean, there's there's casinos that you can ask them, and flat out their policy is not to care about card counters, and those are obviously, like, it's like card counting in your living room. I used to show up to a casino, and you walk through the door, and they say, hey, Ben, uh, you want a lobster dinner? And they'd you offer say, me... Sure, I'll have some lobster after I card count. <laughs> <laughs> so they would offer me food before I was counting cards and there's times where they'd only have four tables open and the five people playing blackjack in there were all card counters yeah so you have places like that of course which uh you prefer over the places where you hear about them breaking the legs and harassing <laughs> card counters and I guess some of <clears throat> some of it has to do with what your goals are for blackjack and if for me, it was always just to play until they do kick me out, and so I wasn't too concerned about it. But, um, you know, you can be aware of when when they're starting to be a little more uh, stressed out in the in the pit and phones are ringing and they're chatting and all that stuff. But but uh, it, it depends if you want to try to avoid it or not. And if you do want to avoid it, then that's your cue to leave and go play another casino and come back on a different shift. One of the best things you can always do in regards to game condition, though, is to make a phone call. Uh, sometimes just calling up a casino and saying, hey, what do you guys think about card counters? Do you guys have those stupid shuffle machines? How many decks do you guys have? Hey, what if I want to uh, play by myself at a table? Uh, you know, those questions can go a long way in just determining whether or not some place is even worth before the drive. You, yeah, before you drive Oh, you don't even show up. Yeah, give yeah. them a call. And, you know, they don't, they don't know. They don't care what you're calling about. They get people calling them all the time. Sweet. Well, that'll wrap it up on Finding Good Conditions. This has been a podcast through blackjackpartnership.com. Check it out. Check it out. Lots of free videos on there, by the way. Free videos with uh, our very own Ben. And also, uh, we'll be taking emails for any questions that you might have for these these guys are experts and they're smart and we'll try to answer some of your questions so uh, I'm John this is Ben I'm Colin and we'll see you next time play to win